Hi, this is Chris from N3 Architecture, and today we're going to talk about 10 ways to control the budget on your custom home project. Budget and time are some of the least understood aspects of building a custom home, especially if you've never been through a project before. And if you get your information from TV shows, then everything that you know is false because those TV shows are fabricated, the budgets are not the real budgets, the schedule and the timelines are not the real schedules and timelines. But today we're talking about budgets, so when you look at those TV shows, you gotta understand that a lot of the materials and the equipment and the products are donated by the sponsors. And then on top of that, they don't even consider the full cost of labor into those budgets. So if you watch a TV show and you have you see a renovation, the budget is $100,000 or $200,000, chances are the real number is at least double that. And if you have never been through a project before, or if you're not a contractor or an architect, or if you have no way of truly understanding what the actual numbers would be, how do you go about setting that budget in the beginning of a project? And this happens all the time. I talk to new clients and they say, my budget is $500,000 or my budget is $200,000. And I ask them, I was like, well, where did you get that number, right? How did you come up with that budget? And a lot of times it's either, oh, that's just what they think it would cost or that's what my neighbor uh, said it should be. Or my cousin in Wyoming did a renovation for 500,000. So my renovation in Los Angeles should also cost 500,000. And the reality is, Prices are different all throughout the country, all throughout the world. So basing the cost on your renovation versus what someone else did is, you know, if it's similar and in a similar location, maybe you can get a good understanding, but you can't really use that as concrete evidence of that's what your project should cost. How do you go about setting the budget? How do you understand what it's going to cost you and what are those first steps? And then after that, how do you maintain control of your budget? So let's get into the 10 tips on how you can control your budget. And tip number one is understanding your total cost for the project. And I've mentioned this in other videos if you've watched those, but the construction cost does not equal your total budget. You're going to have many other fees that are added on top of that. Some of those fees could be the cost to purchase the land, the cost to get a survey, the cost for your architect, the cost for any engineers like a structural engineer or a civil engineer or a wetlands consultant, the cost if you have to have a septic system designed or a well installed. You might have pre-construction fees from your general contractor. You might have legal fees or real estate fees. And all of this needs to be subtracted from your total budget. Okay, tip number two on how you can control the budget of your project is understanding the basic cost per square foot for construction in your area. So you can get this information from your architect, you can get this information from a contractor. This is a high level sort of analysis. You're not down into the weeds, you're not calculating exact sizes of materials, you're not calculating exact lengths of lumber. You just want to have a general idea of the overall cost per square foot in your specific region. And this will help you determine how large of a project you can build. 
So it's very easy. You take your total budget, subtract all of the other fees that you have to pay out of pocket to get your construction budget. Construction budget divided by cost per square foot in your region equals the total amount of square feet that you can afford to build. And this brings us to tip number three of controlling your budget, and that is controlling the size of your home or controlling the size of your addition. Everyone wants things bigger, right? Bigger kitchen, more countertop space, bigger living room, bigger bedrooms, huge bathrooms, walk-in closets, lots of storage, bigger, 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 and it just adds up. But the more square footage you include, the higher that cost goes up. So control your budget by controlling the size. Don't overbuild. Don't build on what you think you should have. Build on what you actually need and what you will actually use. And sort of a sub tip here is you can design your home with the potential to put an addition on in the future. So let's say you have dreams of a 4,000 square foot home, but your construction cost divided by cost per square foot says that you can only build a 2,500 square foot home. So what do you do? You position your home on the site and design the spaces in such a way that in the future, if you can afford it or if you actually need it, you can add on to that house. So planning for the future is sort of sub tip to tip number three, and that's controlling the size of your home. Tip number four of maintaining control of the budget is not going overboard with finished materials. I will always say that the size of the house matters more in controlling the budget than the finished materials do, but let's face it, you can go overboard with the finished materials and that can certainly drive up the cost of your project. So there's a couple ways to go about this. Number one, don't get too hung up on needing to have a certain type of finished material in your home. You can have some ideas on what you want, but don't let falling in love with a certain countertop or a certain flooring put you over your budget. One good way is to talk to your contractor about having the lower level finishes as part of the base bid with alternates to go up to the higher level finishes if you can afford it. Another way to handle this is to have finished materials such as flooring or kitchen cabinets or countertops or siding or whatever, you can have those as allowance prices. And those allowance prices are budget numbers held by the contractor that will allow you to select the actual finished material later and you can go up or down from there. But just know if you select a finish that is at a higher level than the allowance carried by the contractor, it's going to be an additional cost that you have to incur. Go back and watch one of my earlier videos on allowances if you don't quite understand that. Tip number five on maintaining control of your budget is to plan for other costs, such as landscaping, hardscaping, driveways and patios and that sort of stuff, and other structures that you might wanna have on your property, like a, a shed or a pool house or a pergola or a workshop. Those things, especially like the sheds and the pergolas and the patios sometimes, that can get overlooked when you're thinking about your construction budget because you have a construction budget, you talk with your contractor, but guess what? The contractor didn't carry landscaping. The contractor didn't carry a shed. All right, so you got to plan for those other costs and then back that construction number down. So you can take this tip and go back to tip number one, readjust your numbers and go from there.
tip number six on controlling their budget is not to select the cheapest general contractor. And that might sound a little backwards, right? If you're trying to maintain control of the budget, wouldn't you want the lowest price from the contractors that you're talking to? No, not all the time. Maybe sometimes the lowest price could work out, but more than likely the cheapest possible contractor will give you the cheapest result, which might add to your operating costs or might add to expenses in the future, or it might add to changes during construction, which will just drive your, the price up even further. So you wanna select the best possible contractor that you can afford, not the cheapest contractor. And if you get multiple bids from multiple contractors and one of them is way off, like substantially different than the others, then you wanna steer clear of that contractor because more than likely they've, they've made assumptions on what to build and that's not always gonna align with what's on the drawings or what you had in mind, or they're cutting corners, right? Because if there's that much of a discrepancy between, uh, let's say if you get three prices and you have two prices that are over here and one price that's way over there, if there's that much of a discrepancy, then something is off, steer clear of that contractor. Okay, so we're on to tip number seven, and that is to carry a contingency fund for your project. I recommend 10% of the total construction cost to be carried as contingency. And essentially what this is, it's a, just a reserve amount of money that you can tap into if surprises come up. And guess what? It's construction. Surprises happen on every project. Nothing goes exactly as planned, even in new construction. Things will go wrong, material prices will go up. That contingency fund will allow you to maintain control of your total budget. So again, we're back to recalculating sizes and square footage. So you have total maximum budget minus all the other fees, minus contingency divided by cost per square foot to get you the, the size house that you can build. And the good thing about the contingency is if let's say nothing goes wrong or things don't go or material costs don't go up or there's no real surprises, you can either A, just have a total final cost that was less than what you were planning for, which great, or B, you can use that extra money to upgrade some of the finishes or do a little extra work. So carrying the contingency, accounting for the contingency is very important in controlling the budget for your project. Tip number eight on controlling the budget for your project is for you to have an understanding that the cost of materials fluctuates. Prices go up, prices go down. This is not something your contractor has control of. This is not something your architect or interior designer have control of. And a lot of times it's subject to global conditions. And you can just look at the time during the COVID pandemic when the cost of lumber skyrocketed. And so a couple things you can do here in understanding that material costs change is number one, at the beginning of the project, have a conversation with your contractor on an approach that you will take to making sure that materials are ordered in a timely manner to avoid 
cost increases. And then also have a procedure set in place with your contractor on what you will do if the cost of materials goes up and it's out of their control. And the best thing that you can do is to make decisions quickly. If you take too long to make decisions, then that's going to put a burden on the contractor and placing those material and equipment orders in time, which may subject you to additional costs. So understand that the costs go up, have a conversation and a plan with your contractor and make decisions quickly. Tip number nine on controlling your total budget is know where to spend the money. And I'm talking about spending a little extra on using a good architect, spending a little extra on using good engineers, spending a little extra on using a good contractor. Those will all most likely save you money in the long run. And that little bit of extra upfront cost is going to be worth it in the end. Not only will you most likely have a better home, but working with those professionals that might be a little bit more skilled than others will allow for things to be done efficiently and effectively to, to control your overall budget. And you just gotta think that fee for the better architect or the fee for the better interior designer or the fee for the better contractor, that's just a small percentage in your overall budget, right? And that small percentage has the potential to make the biggest impact. So use the best professionals, it will be worth it. Don't cut corners. And on that point, the same thing goes with hiring a contractor for pre-construction services. A lot of contractors these days are offering pre-construction services. It's an extra fee to you up front, but the level of coordination before things get going is so worth it. And you can avoid delays, you can avoid cost overruns, and you can avoid surprises by just having that little extra planning with the contractor that offers pre-construction services coordinated with your architect and having that team work together with you before construction starts to iron out any changes or surprises or wrinkles because it's so much easier to get those questions answered and get those things ironed out up front than it is while your home is being built. Okay, so our final tip today in maintaining control of the budget of your project is to design simple forms and simple structural solutions. Keep things easy for the foundations, keep it easy for the framing. It gives you more control over the budget. Complicated structures and homes that are jigging and jogging, going in and out and up and down and all over the place with complicated forms and complicated roof lines, that's just going to add cost. Smaller homes, shorter spans, equal spans, things that are simple and streamlined will save you money and allow you to put that extra money into the things that matter to you. So I hope that you've enjoyed these 10 tips today.
Well, that wraps up another episode of the Home Design Academy podcast. I hope that you learned something and enjoyed yourself along the way. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Visit my website, n3architecture.com, for more information and go to the resource section of the website where you can find the book that I wrote, The Homeowner's Guide to Residential Design and Construction, as well as some other information that will prepare you for your custom home project. Feel free to email me any of your questions to chris at n3architecture.com. Contact me on Instagram. Even if you just want to say hi, just search for n3architecture. You can find me there. Also, I've started a YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search for N3 Architecture, follow the YouTube channel. There's some exciting things going on there. Thank you, and I will see you in the next episode.